0: Every day, I'm hustling. Every, day I'm hustling. every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm every I'm Who you suck snake you tripping with? Yes, the boss. And you know David, the only thing I love more than my 3 Lamborghinis in the Hollywood Hills are my books. Oh hey there, it's Ty Lopez, and if you want to join my 6.7 steps to success and life mastery, and get lots of freedom units, and you've got to sign up for my new program. And just kidding, it's Jake here. Get the fuck out of here, Ty. Get the fuck out. Yeah, Ty, get out.
1: Uh, we kicked him out. There we go. He's gone. But, um, it's David as well. And that was a beautiful introduction from Jake's Ty Lopez impersonation. Uh, if you don't know who that guy is, then you need to be on YouTube more. Um, but he's relevant to the topic of today's podcast, which is about the lovely old books. It's called Leaders Are Readers. Why Books Will Change Your Life.
0: Beautiful topic. Mm. And uh, yeah, Ty Lopez probably has a bit of an impact on us on reading, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. He didn't make a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, um, funnily enough, I actually stumbled upon Ty Lopez um, back in my earlier days of personal development before I had really even seen many of his ads. Um, I can't actually remember how I first found him without seeing one of his ads, but um, I got one of his low low ticket programs. And, you know, I, I got to agree, like, he's pushing a great message of trying to get people to read more and we're going to dive into why we think that books are so powerful even in today's society where everything's about technology and iPhones, smartphones, smart devices, internet, why books are still so relevant and so valuable today. So yeah. well they're not they're not like a separate too much obviously you can read on your phone and
1: things like that. So what I'm not saying definitely there are uh, it's one or the other, but there's certainly not as prevalent as I would have been, I guess, 10, 20 years ago because there's so many other options and things yeah, uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, books have had a huge impact on both our lives. And for me, I just, every time I stop and think, when I, when I sort of started having this beliefless realization, it changed my life. And that was that like, everything you want solved is probably out there. There's probably something, there's almost, I can almost guarantee you, there's only so many problems in the human fucking world. And so someone out there has had to go through something and has probably accomplished it and written about it in a hope to you know, probably make more money at the time or get a <laughs> name out there, but it also helps solve your problem. And when you realize that almost every problem, you know, there's so much information, there's so many books written out there on it, and you can just go and you could walk to your local bookshop right now and fish through each section, whether it's health, business, finance, relationships, and find mm-hmm. these solutions. When that kind of dawned on me, I was like, holy shit, there's so much potential out there that we can we can get over everything in our life and that that just is
0: so much for me on sort of believing that um yeah yeah i mean I, I really love that point that like yeah i mean any problem that you are experiencing right now have gone through in the past the truth is someone else has probably gone through that ex- that exact same problem and found a solution so if you're feeling like there's some big uh, big problem that you've got i guarantee you that someone else has found that solution and like you said, Dave, it's probably sitting in a book somewhere. So what, what's funny, sorry to interrupt,
1: is there's probably books out there. And I bet you in people's books, they would talk about how they didn't like reading. Like, probably, like if you're not a reader listening to this, there's probably people out there who would talk a little bit about how they didn't like reading either and how they overcame that and how mm-hmm. they started reading, how they started to like it more. Like mm-hmm. there's, even, there's even probably inf- this information generally in books on everything, including how to start reading better or read faster or read more and, and people's biographies often they say I didn't really like reading, I hated yeah. reading at school. And so I developed it. So that was just a funny little little insight. But um, talk to me about when you first get into reading Like, what was the what was the first book you, you can recall
0: reading? And how did that uh, begin to impact you? Mm, yes, yes. So um, the first book I can recall wanting to read, not being forced to read. So that's a I think that's the, the point you were trying to make there. Like we all sure. went through sure. school. Not worried about your kindergarten books, mate. Your ABCs, <laughs> no. Sure, yeah. it impacted you. Yeah, no. It was funny though. I I actually quite enjoyed reading back in primary school when there were levels on books. Now you might not remember this, Dave, um, but books used to have levels, and I really enjoyed going from one to all the way through to thirty, and then onto some weird book levels called blast off and orbit and things like that. And hey, I guess I had a really good growth mindset back when I was younger in primary school. Green brained the shit out of those kids, didn't know. they? Blast off it like <laughs> yeah, just legit. The they, they literally gamified reading. That's brilliant. What happened brilliant. to that? Yeah. I love anyway. It.
1: So, first book you read out of choice when you were a bit older.
0: Yeah, when I got a bit older. Um, so having gone through high school and being forced to read all the the, the Shakespeare books, where I didn't really want to read, reading was not a big thing for me, but. Um, it was only after high school um, when I met uh, a few people who were kind of into personal development, and I really liked them, trusted them. So that kind of shifted my my view on reading. And the first book I can remember wanting to read it was called Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, great guy. <laughs> Kiyosaki, He's, yeah, I love listening to him talk. He's a great guy. <laughs> He's very funny. Is he on Dan Locke's level? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think his accent is probably heavier than Dan Locke's, but brilliant. um, Anyway, so that book was kind of like a a little bit of an intro to um, thinking about money and that kind of thing. But it really opened up this whole world of um, wow, there's actually a whole bunch of really cool information that I had absolutely no idea about before going into it. Um, And I can access this magical information just by reading a book someone's written. So that was a really big mentorship for me and kind of opened me up to to different kind of um reading and personal development in general but mm-hmm. yeah so that's mm-hmm. me Dave what about the first book that you can recall reading out of choice yeah. yeah for me and I
1: like you said you got into to you're a kid like I never I so this is what I used to do we had to read a certain amount. I used to bullshit that I used to read. So we had to write down like how much time you spent reading. And if my mum didn't see me for half an hour one night, that always was my reading time. So it'd be like, oh, I did my reading. And I'd be like, yeah, it was, you know, 8 to 8.30. And just because she was in another room. So I was like, she can't prove I'm not reading. And I um I was just smart. I, apparently I read for like four Harry Potter books. Read in, in like years I mean, four to seven, I didn't do them, but you know, uh, I was a rule breaker from a young age. First book I read, um, and I stumbled across it. It was called Lead the Field. It was by a guy called Earl Nightingale. It was just like uh, older personal development self-help guru that not, not, not as well known as like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and you know, Tony Robbins and all that now. And um, I, was, I was coming across quotes and he had a quote that stood out to me, which was, uh, we're all self-made, but only the successful will admit it. I remember seeing that quote. Oh, oh, snap. Did he just say that? Yes. (laughs) You got to sit on that one for a second. You got to be like, you got to let it, it's like a grenade almost. You got to like pull the pin, you throw and you're like, oh, fuck, wow. And, um, yeah, it was a great quote. I started researching this guy and I saw he had a really cheap book on Kindle like a dollar or something. And so I got this book called Lead the Field and it was about basic personal development mindset principles of, you know, the attitude you take toward everything is going to make the difference. Um, life's about providing value. If you want to do well in business, you've got to provide more value. If you want to have a better relationship, you've got to provide value. Um, it just had these really stock standard kind of things. But at the time, you know, it hit me. I was so open to it. I was so – it was so new to me. And I was like, holy shit, you're know, like – I never thought about it. I really choose my attitude to everything I do. And it, it's it sounds so silly now, but it, it, you can't explain at the time when you start hearing these things for the first time. It's like when you watch a movie the first time, you can't explain almost what you go through because every time you hear it again, you already know it. Well, yeah. You've heard it before, but the first time you, you experience it or read something, you're like, holy shit, I've never thought of something that way. I've never, I've never heard a story like that. And that's how it was for me when I, when I first on that book. And um, yeah. since then, I've got a big-ass bookshelf and a big-ass Kindle library here. And I put, a, I put a lot of the, you know, success and in inverted commas that I've had in different areas down to, you know, that willingness to learn and read since then. Yeah. So I just can't, um, I'm just so grateful. Like it's really one of the things I'm right now I'm grateful for so often that it's out there, the information, the ability yeah. to learn. So we want to talk about our favorite books in this as well. So someone's wanting to get into it, and they want to really hit some life-changing books. Um, Jake, what would you say is maybe one or two of your
0: favorites books that you would recommend or that had the biggest impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, and you'll back me up on this as well, but uh, a book called mindset by Carol Dweck. So very simple title mindset. And I think, do you ever wish she had a marketing fucking manager that was like, (laughs) look, love it is about mindset,
1: but why don't we call it something like, like if you call it think and grow rich, more people would have bought this shit, probably. Because that's a good fucking name. Because people want to just think and grow rich. But no, you wrote a book called Mindset. Like, yeah. we could have green-brained that one up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Use your brain to make shit happen. I mean, hey. uh, uh, if Carol, Carol if, Carol, if you're listening, I'll help you out with the next one. <laughs> Carol's
0: just an OG. She she clearly knew her marketing. That's, that's so good like, it is but she doesn't need to market it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she just knew her shit so well. Like, oh, Carol's got a book. Got to read it. Doesn't matter what it's called. Um, anyway mindset was uh, a very big game changer for me personally because it kind of illuminated the concept of the growth mindset and versus fixed mindset um, and it's a great book because she doesn't even really push one being better than the other necessarily she says that you like if you want to do one if you want to have a fixed mindset that's completely fine if you want to have a growth mindset this is what you can expect and explain the difference between yeah. the two yeah. So we talked about, um, the difference between the two in different podcasts, but essentially a growth mindset implies that you are, um, you have the capacity to change and improve and become anything you want. Um, whereas a fixed mindset implies that you are stuck with the the characteristics, the traits that you've got the situation you're in, and you can't um, really grow past where you are right now. So, uh, what would you say is a good example of that? Though? Um, Singing,
1: singing. Sing. Some people would say, I'm just a singer or I'm not a singer. And they would think, you know what? I'm either born to be a, Some sun- people are either born to be singers yeah. and look at that person go and I'm just not. And I've got the vocal skills of a, um, that's bad. A dog, a dog. Dogs okay. don't have
0: vocal skills. Like that. <laughs> the vocal skills of a carrot. i was a carrot. <laughs> a carrot. <laughs>
1: and others. And then a growth mindset around it would be: Hey, if I practice mm. this skill set, if I was to go take singing lessons, perhaps, and actually learn how to manipulate my voice and and uh, practice certain songs and get the basics, then from there expand to harder ones, I could get better at singing. Yeah. Um. That's not to say this the growth in things mindset doesn't mean you become the best in the world. At everything. It just means you, you have can to improve, improve on things improve yeah um, so if you were want to become a better singer you could go and improve singing but i think that's a great one that most people without thinking about it because because some people can be growth mindset in some areas of their life and fix it in another yeah so i so, said so like i know people who are academically really done very well they've studied hard they've learned a lot of things they're doing a job that requires a lot of study lawyers doctors etc but yeah. you know if you said to them hey could you you know do like 100 push-ups or like um, go play soccer they'd be like oh no I'm just so no, no good at that I, I'm no, not sporty sure and so this is not to knock people like that it's just to be aware that yeah. um it's easy it's easy for the areas of your life you've had those little wins at when you're younger to assume that you that you're that, that is your good at yes that. that's exactly. me this is
0: my identity exactly
1: and the kids that their parents didn't to when they were younger might always think that they're dumb at English because of yeah. that so 100 it's it's uh, being aware of different areas of your life you can have that um and trying to really just just if you have a growth mindset in all areas of your life, it doesn't mean you have to go and tackle that area of life. Like you can have a growth mindset towards being like sports, but never go play sports. Yeah. But you could still go. You know what? If I ever wanted to, I could go and learn how to play soccer. I
0: could learn to play tennis. I just yeah. have to start practicing. It's the understanding that you could always improve in that area if you wanted to, um, and that's really I think that's the crux of the book is just be becoming aware uh, of areas where you might have had a fixed mindset but wanted to change it to a growth mindset. And um, yeah, it's just that awareness because like those concepts were completely foreign to me and it was only whilst reading it, I was like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, maybe I have had a bit of a fixed mindset towards X area of life and I can change that to, you know, have a better experience in that area of life. But anyway, yeah. let's move on. So uh, uh, look, I think, this,
1: I think the crazy thing about that book, and it's a great book, two things I want to say. One, it's a great book for your parents, it talks all about parenting it does, and actually. you can impact kids' uh, mindsets very, very efficiently efficiently, effectively, strongly, it could be efficient as well. You just say it once they listen. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Moving on, try to use the right words, David. Um, you can impact your kids a lot more because they're still so young and still so malleable. And so it mm-hmm. takes a lot of advice of parents. Yeah. And instead of rewarding kids on doing a, doing a good getting a good result, reward them on the work they put in, which you should do to yourself to be honest. You know, not <laughs> a bad one. But if you yeah. tell a kid, hey you did a great great um, result in this test versus you or even if they got a good result, you say you studied like you got a good result, you must have studied really hard. And bring the bring the focus like back to their effort. The work. So if you're a parent, mindset I think is like fucking mandatory. Like do that instead of feeding your kids. Read that book. Much better. <laughs> um, and the other one is a growth mindset. If you have that, it makes it makes reading makes sense. It's like opens the door to this because you need a growth mindset, ironically, to want to read and want to learn more because you have to inherently believe you can learn and grow and get better. And if you don't believe that from the start, if you have a fixed mindset around your knowledge, you're never even going to bother attempting to learn something new or to read new books or go try new skills. That's why it's so foundational. So I thought that was very, very important to finish with. Um, You know, my favorite book, as Jake asked before, or one of the ones I'd say to start with is a book called The Obstacle is the Way. It's by a guy called Ryan Holiday. You should read it on your holidays. No, you don't have to. Or if your name's Ryan, of that too. Or if your name's not Ryan, just read it. This book is really great because it's just—I just believe like the way the way your mind works and the way perspective you take on life influences influences every single thing you do. And essentially, as as the name suggests, the obstacle is the way is about reframing a lot of the challenges and things in your life that. It's easy to get down on and say, why me? I shouldn't have to face this. You know, it was meant to go like this and now this has happened. Essentially, the crux of the book is about realizing that the obstacles that that you face are challenges become our path and they are our path. And as soon as we accept that they are actually the way we need to go and that they're there for a reason um, and that they're going to make us grow, we we just put our head down and we can actually tackle them with that perspective versus Mm. sitting back and go, I shouldn't have to deal with this so we don't do it. And so that was one of the most foundational books for me just to keep this, this perspective. Um, There's a great story. It's one of my favorite stories of all time in that book. I've I told you this before. It's about Thomas Edison. And he's he's like 60, apparently. And he is at home and he's built this empire already, 60. He's yeah. so like got this massive factory. And someone comes to his house one night and uh, they go, Thomas, your um, your factory's on fire. Come quickly. So he comes downstairs and he, and he gets out in the car, whatever, I, always, I don't know where it is. He goes on his factory and his factory he's worked his whole life on. This is His empire is on fire, is burning down. And he's 60 years old, it's everything he's built. And um, his kids come up to him and his kids are looking at him. And he says to his son, son, go and get your mother. She'll never see a fire this good in her life. <laughs> that was his response. And it's like, fuck. And he comes back from that. And in like a year, he got his staff working double time. They rebuilt the factory. And his business was big than it was before
0: it burned down like a year later, he built it up even bigger. Yeah, after that, what and a, that story didn't he like invent like more things in that one year after rebuilding than he had the whole time, or was it something like that, or was it just I don't, I don't know He did, he, he it came back bigger. I don't know, some crazy,
1: course. yeah, but I that, that that story was in Obstacle is the Way, and I remember hearing that story. I, so, I remember the story within the book, and that is one of the most foundational things I've ever heard in my life because every time I think of something going wrong, I think like, think about that for a second. You're 60 years old. You've built everything and it's burning down in front of you. And your response is, you'll never see a fire this good in your life. Like that's what I mean by perspective. That's the definition and, and if of you, perspective. If you, if you can adopt that into life, I mean, fuck, what can get in your way? Like what can stop you when that's your attitude? Like literally yeah, what can happen? And so for me, obstacles the Way, Ryan Holiday's an amazing, amazing book.
0: What would you say would be your second one? This second book. one, second one. So as a bit of a change of pace, this second book um, is called The 10X Rule by the big dog, Grant Cardone. So if you haven't heard of Grant Cardone, you pretty much have definitely not researched selling because he is arguably the godfather of selling. Uh, He's all about um, getting shit done, hustling, 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 no excuses. And that's pretty much um, a recurring list of themes throughout this book. So the 10x rule talks about how we should be thinking 10 times bigger, doing 10 times more. Uh, And it's a great book to motivate you if you're just getting started in business or anything really. Um, It's a great motivational book. It's a great book to um, get you fired up to do work and think bigger, as I said. So what were some of your takeaways from that book as well, Dave? I was just thinking when you explained it, it's funny,
1: you know, when you talk about what's in the book, it's like there's not a lot of tactics. It's, It's about thinking bigger than mindset. And I sort of was like for a second there. You know, is that that valuable just pumping someone up? But then I thought of it, it is. There's actually a lot of value in that. There's a lot of value in just thinking bigger. And he doesn't have to tell you what to do, but if he tells you to set your standards higher, use examples in his own life of how he got shit done when he didn't think he could and he pushed harder, you know, there's a lot of value in that. And for me, I think it was just, again, it's just, it's hearing his mindset. Now, that's the thing with these books. You get to, you're at a certain point, they're thinking a certain way. And by hearing their stuff, you just drift slightly towards the way they think. And I just remember um, staying up like to about two a.m. after I finished reading that book, or maybe just halfway through. So it was like two a.m. that night, yeah. working. I was so fucking pumped. Like I was just like, "I'm gonna kill the world. Let's do this shit." I said it was like two a.m. For to run sessions like 6 a.m. the next day, and um, I still think I was pretty pumped up the day after. But it probably hit me not long after that. But I just remember. <laughs> I don't remember the learnings. I just remember how hard it got to me.
0: I'm like. Yeah, it's I, bigger, get harder. Yeah, I completely agree there. Like I don't think there was as much practical advice, but you're right. Some books, that's not what they're about. They're not they're not all gonna be um, manuals on how to do a certain thing, achieve a certain skill. Like sometimes you just need to hear from someone who's further ahead of you and be inspired by that. And you know, you work the rest out yourself along the way. And I think that's probably what a lot of life is about. Hearing how someone did something and then putting your own spin on it applying you know your own strategies to it that suit you best Mm. and just going out and doing the work and i think that's probably what gc is is all about just getting making people do the work doesn't matter how it is what it is but just fucking going out and then out there and doing it and that's so important to realize
1: like strategies are commodities in a sense of like you can tell someone what to do but then it's like after that what do i do next yeah you need to constantly be told what to do if you can teach someone how to think or adjust the way you think you can figure a lot of stuff out and you don't need every strategy in the book. If you have the right mindset around, I need to push myself or that when obstacles come up, I looked at them as good things, I overcome them. It, it's, it, you don't need to know all the strategy. The strategy will help too. If you have both, you're going to accelerate rapidly. That's why a good coach can show you not just how to think, but what to do. Yeah. But if you can read these books and learn how to think, you know, there's so much value in that. So second book for me is um uh, and final one for this podcast is a book a little bit different again changing pace even further here it's actually called stumbling on happiness and the name suggests it's this like airy fairy woo-woo book and i thought when i saw the name like, like oh it's gonna tell me like think positive and like go for a walk and sing kumbaya is that the song yes you know, you heard that expression no, no, i have i've, I've heard never really heard where i came from
0: um anyway it's like a it's boy scouts thing that they do in the states. Really? yeah. Well, there you go. That's Sit okay. around the campfire and sing Kumbaya. There you go. There
1: you go. One's learning stuff today. <laughs> anyway, I thought the book was going to be like that, but it's far from that. It's a fascinating um, story, really. That's, it's not really a story as a sense someone's life story. The guy takes you on a story of how to essentially figure out what you might want to do in the future and how it'll make you feel. And I think especially us being both quite young and wanting to appeal to younger people with what we're talking about, that question of, what should I be doing in my life? What should I do in the future? Will I like this? Um, I think I like this, but I don't really know, is a tough one to answer. And you often don't have the information required to do so. And this yeah. book tries to tackle that question by talking to you about how you're going to stumble on happiness then, as, as you kind of realize by the name, by looking at other people in life, what they're doing and taking lessons from that. And also, it talks a lot about um, how our brain and our mind can often trick us, whether that's in trying to remember things, trying to predict things, why we do things that... Seem irrational, but we do them repeatedly and we make all these errors. And for me, that just fascinated me um, to understand more about that and realize how our brain's working. And so it's a great book if you want to learn more about how to, like, you know, what do you want to do down the line? But a great book if you're interested in understanding more about the brain and how our, our mind works. And it's also a very entertaining read. Some of the books, some of, some of the typical PD books they can, can be dry. Yeah, like Mindset. Mr. Wax didn't want the name to be too exciting. Either, so <laughs> the book's yeah. pretty dry, where *Something Happiness is quite interesting. The guy writes it very, very well. So I think it's a, I think that's a great sort of starting book because it's quite entertaining in the way it's written. Yeah. And, uh, Jake hasn't read that one, so
0: He's, he hasn't read either of those two books. I might have to stumble but upon it. You might have to. I actually think I have read part way through *Obstacle it Was the Way* on the Kindle because, like, I I know that Edison story. Like I have read it myself.
1: It's on a podcast. Tim Ferriss did oh, a podcast. Man. There you go. Where Ryan Holiday put that section, that's what made me buy the book. Ah. So there you go, marketing 101. You okay. just give people a taste of what you got. Sometimes they just go, well, I, like I loved it so much, I was like, I need to hear the rest of this, yeah. So yeah, am happens to be my other one. So there are main books. Anything else, I guess, to end it on, Mr. Turnbull, for people wanting to get into reading? Any little quick tip strategies to
0: Ooh. someone out there?
1: Goes, cool, that sounds fantastic, but uh, I don't want to be a nerd. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> nerds! <laughs> Only nerds read. Um, no. Um, I, I would say, if you are like much like us, and you know you've been conditioned to thinking that reading isn't cool, nerds read, whatever, and you'd much rather play video games or um, do something else, I would say find a book that has a lot of good reviews because it's likely going to be entertaining, as we've said. I would start with something that's probably a smaller read to ease yourself into completely it. completely agree. I was to say that completely agree. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's something that you want to sort of build momentum in. And if you find a book that's really engaging, um, for example, like the subtle art of not giving a fuck is like probably one of the biggest books sold mm-hmm. uh, at least in the, in the PD. That would be world. a great, that would be a good one to start. Yeah. Um, because like that's really entertaining, really engaging, well-written. Um, so Find it something that's interesting to you um, and start small, work up to some bigger books or whatever. Yeah. And, and really just find titles that interest you because you want to find the stuff that um, you're likely to enjoy, as I said, to build momentum. But the other thing as well um, would be if you're not a huge fan of getting a hardcover book, sitting down, or even getting a Kindle, sitting down and reading, there's a magical thing called Audible where people have recorded their books and you can literally just listen to it like a podcast, like you're listening to this right now, but it is an audio book. So I think Audible is probably one of many services you can get. Unfortunately, they haven't hit us up for a sponsorship yet, so we don't have a a code. (laughs) But I think there's lots of ways. You go to to Audible slash Hustle & Fitness right now. (laughs) We'll make money. No, Uh, I think you can get uh, codes to listen to Audible like for a month for free, like you get a free book on it. I highly recommend doing that even if you are a reader because it's such a great way to actually um, enhance your life, further your skills and knowledge whilst doing monotonous tasks like chores, cleaning, driving, etc. cetera. Doing your girlfriend. Uh, what? What? You don't just... Uh, oh, I thought
1: it was the subtle art of not giving a fuck while you fuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, There's a good joke in there. The, the, <laughs> the art of being subtle that you're not fucking, something like that. <laughs> Stumbling
0: upon naked women. Oh, I'm like, we're gonna stop we'll stop now 10x that shit
1: um, I, I think that's a great advice I'll say last two things really quickly one is you know we joked about like a coupon code or whatever like there's about the money of this one of the other things with books that I can't get my head around is that no one realizes they have the best ROI in the world mm. ROI meaning return on investment yeah. most books are like 15, 20, maybe 30 bucks the expensive ones yeah. and considering I've paid like Twenty five thousand dollars a year for a business coach compared to like twenty dollars for a book, and I guarantee you there's shit in books that my business coach didn't know or could have taught me that could be just as valuable. Yeah. Um, aside from having the, the camera with a coach, it's ridiculous to think if you're let's say you're struggling for money, that yeah. is where you start. You don't start going out. I want to hire a coach. I'm going to go to this seminar, like Gary V speaking out. And that's like a hundred bucks or something. Shit, like start with something like a book. It's so much yeah. cheaper. So ROI. Do not. If anyone was to say books are too expensive, it's like fuck off if you can (laughs) if you can afford an iphone you can afford books um and listen to shit you can afford a few copies You can afford. and the second one the last thing for the last thing of the podcast is for me you know try new books don't judge the first couple that you get because you may have picked up stuff that shit yeah and don't let that be a whole experience in the same way if you tried a new type of food you could just get one that wasn't the right flavor it wasn't cooked the best and you don't want to judge the entire food or you have like one like Saying a bad experience at one type of place. So you're like, oh, they just suck all the time. No, like go fly Tiger Air, then go fly first class somewhere. And then you'd be like, flying is all the same. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Same way with books. You can just get ones that don't resonate. So I've had clients that I've encouraged to get books and they're like, oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it just wasn't for you. So don't judge yeah, a book by its first read. Don't <laughs> really cover. up. Don't, don't, don't. Don't judge books by the, don't judge your likingness of books by the first item. That's and if, all for our uh, attempted jokes for today. Let us know if you have any great books we should check out, or if you want more advice on where to start with some reading, hit us up on the
0: I to the G. Yeah, I'm going to help out. If you are a reader, what are your favorite books and why? We would love to hear from you. Um, we love engaging with different people on personal development. It's a very hot topic for us. Um, but yeah, that's it for now, guys. Stay tuned for more awesome content and bad jokes. We're going to go take Ty Lopez's Lamborghinis for a spin now. So
1: um, look out for that on YouTube ads. Goodbye, before. guys. Make sure you subscribe. Oh, he's back. Fuck off.
0: Subscribe. Subscribe. I keep them coming back. We keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution.
1: I'm like,